you know, just for a few minutes tonight, and it will be just a few minutes, uh, of nothing really profound to bring. Very, very, very simple message the Lord has laid in my heart. But I want us to look at Psalm 27. Uh, I'm going to read it all, but there's just a few verses there in particular that I, I, I really want to maybe zoom in on tonight, you know, and uh, see what the Lord has to say. But Psalm 27, and it's a Psalm of David. And it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though one host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou saidest, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted, unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And verse 14 says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait. I say on the Lord, and we know the Lord a lot of blessing to his inspired word tonight. You know, we can't draw much from the title of this psalm, and, and the title of my Bible reads this, David's Song of Confidence. David's Song of Confidence. And you know, I did some research and most commentators are not actually sure whenever this psalm was written. But they reckon it was whenever David was being pursued by his enemies. They're not sure who, but, but you know, it could have been Saul. It could have been King Saul who was pursuing him. And, and David maybe had wrote this psalm when he was in the cave of Adullam. Or it could have been Absalom, whenever Absalom, his son, was hunting him down in, in the forests all around Jerusalem. Nobody knows. But whoever it was, David was not going to allow it 
David was not going to allow these circumstances to discourage him and to lose his faith in God. And he starts the psalm off by saying, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom, of whom shall I be afraid? You know, friends, we could just stop right now. We could stop right now and just meditate on those few lines for the rest of the night. Is that not true? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom, whom shall I fear? You know, there's enough there to keep us going for a year, even a lifetime. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? But I'm going to use a wee bit of preacher's license here. But picture with me, if you can, King David. And he's stuck in that cave of Adullam, that dark cave. It's cold. It's wet. It's damp. There's gross darkness, thick darkness. Saul is outside, is hunting him, trying to kill him. David's in that cave. He's tired. He's hungry. The men that are with him and surrounding him are murmuring and complaining against him, maybe even ready to kill him. He's missing his family. And the situation that David is in, it looks dire. It looks completely hopeless. No way out. Nowhere or no one to turn to. You know, friends, many a man in that position would probably have given up long ago. Probably a third head up, as we, we would say over here. Threw a head up and said, the pot with that. I'm finished with this. Is that not true? Is that not true? I'm sure if we're all honest with ourselves tonight, some of us have maybe even thought those thoughts and maybe even said those words. Whenever things are getting tight, whenever the press, whenever you are being squeezed, whenever the pressure's on, or maybe you're even sitting here tonight and you're even thinking those thoughts in your mind right now. You're in a dark place. It looks hopeless. It looks helpless. It looks impossible. The situation you're in looks dire from your viewpoint. Just like the psalmist David. It's a terrible place to be in. Well, friends, can I encourage you tonight? Can I encourage you to look, to look and to draw strength from these few words from the psalmist? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You know, friends, God is a light to his people to show them the way when they are in doubt and to comfort them and to rejoice their hearts whenever they're in sorrow. And you know, that's personal to each and every one of us here tonight. He's my light. He's your light. He leads us. He guides us. He knows the way 
in which we take. And although the way may seem dark and, 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 and weary and, and just blind at times, the Lord promises, friends. That's a promise from God. The Lord promises to be a light for us. To be a light for us in that dark place. You know, darkness is the emblem of distress. It's the emblem of trouble, of, of perplexity and sorrow. But light, friends, light is the emblem. Light, the, the emblem is, is, the, is the opposite to these things of darkness. It's peace, it's joy, it's assurance, it's strength. And God says that he will be all these to us and even more, and even more. He will be a light, the light in our path. But the condition is we got to keep on walking in that light. That's the condition tonight. We got to keep on walking in that light. We got to keep on trusting. Friends, we got to keep on believing. As I said, King David could have turned his back on God and blamed God for the mess that he was in, but no. He refuses to be led by his own feelings and his own thoughts, and instead he puts his faith and trust in God, in God. For he is his light, and he is his salvation. The way may seem dark and hopeless, but David, he encourages himself. He encourages himself in the Lord. Psalm 121, 1 and 2 says, I will lift up mine eyes onto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Friends, that's where our help is found tonight. You know, you may be in that dark place at the minute, but do you know something, friend? Do you know something? The Lord is your light. The Lord is your light. Of whom shall you be afraid then? Of whom? Shall you be afraid? You know, Adam Clark, the, the commentator, says this. He says, this light can never be extinguished by man. The Lord is my salvation. He's my safeguard. He's my shield and my defense. Of whom then? Of whom then should I be afraid? No one. No one. David knew that with God on his side, then there was no one or nothing. To fear. You know friends. If there's just you and the Lord. If there's just you and the Lord standing together. Then let me tell you. You're in the majority. You're in the majority. No matter how many are standing against you. There are going to be 20,000 standing against you. But if God is on your side. There's nothing to fear. There's nothing to fear. You know the psalmist said in Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. Therefore, therefore, will we not fear? Though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. And that just means to stop and to contemplate all which is being said. There is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. Friends, when God is on your side, when God is your refuge, when God is your strength, and when God is your peace, then therefore we will not fear. 
then therefore we will not fear. Fear nothing. Fear nothing. Fear no one when God is on your side. You know, I believe David was speaking prophetically here in the Psalm 27. For you see, in Romans 8, 31, Paul says, What shall we say then to these things? What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, then who or what can be against us? If God be for us, us, that's me and you tonight, then who or what can be against us? The writer of the Hebrews says in Hebrews 13 and 6, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Friends, I know I may be repeating myself, but listen, no matter how trying our circumstances seem to be, or how difficult or impossible things may look to us, or whoever is coming against us, whether that be in your home, out in the streets, or in your workplace, friends, we need not fear. We need not fear, for our God is with us. He said that he would never leave us, nor forsake us. He is our light, and he is our Salvation. Of whom then? Of whom? Shall we be afraid? It's not in the fear. It's not in the fear. David knew that no matter the circumstances, he could trust his God to be with him and to see him through. That's why in verse 7 of the same chapter, he could pray, Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me. And answer me. You know David's prayer is focused. On one desire. It's focused. On one desire. One ambition. One all consuming longing or need. One thing. He says. One thing. I have desired of the Lord. And that. I will seek after. Verse 4. He's testifying. I have one prayer Lord. One request, it is my single most important goal in life, my constant prayer, the one thing I desire, that will I seek after. All that is within me. Friends, what was this? What was this one thing that David desired above all else? That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire, friends, and to inquire in his temple. Listen, friends, tonight, make no mistake about it. David, David was ascetic, and you had to look that word up. But you know what that means? It means he didn't shun the outside world. He, he was not a hermit. He was not seeking to hide himself away in a desert place. No, but David was a passionate man of action. He was a great warrior with huge throngs, singing, singing of all his great victories in battle. He was passionate in prayer and devotion. And he had a heart that longed after the Lord. 
You know, David had known many blessings in his life. David had tasted of everything a man could want. He had riches, he had wealth, he had power, he had authority. And he had the respect and praise and adulation of all the men around him. God had given him Jerusalem and he was surrounded by men who were willing to die for him. But you know something, friends, more than all of that, more than all of that, more than anything, David, he was a worshipper. He was a worshipper of God. He was a praising man. He was a man who loved to give thanks to his God for all that he had done and for every blessing that God had bestowed upon him. David could testify that the Lord had blessed him daily. And you know, even after all the blessings that were showered upon him, David still sought one thing. And you know, ultimately David was saying, there's a way of living I seek now. My soul, my soul longs for in, in, uninterrupted spiritual intimacy with my God. Friends, what a place to be in. What a place to be in uninterrupted spiritual intimacy with God that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever and inquire in his holy temple. Friend, I ask you as I come to a close tonight, is that your prayer? Is that your prayer tonight? To dwell in the house of the Lord. And the inquire in his holy temple. You know, I can say, that is my heart. That is my heart. Friends, the Lord, he's our light. And he's our salvation. He's our strength. He's the glory and the lifter up of our heads. Friends, whom shall we fear? Whom shall we fear? Could we pray tonight?